Aeneas Yonsei. I've been invited to speak at Korea University and um, SNU, but uh, now it's finally Yonsei. I feel like I made it now that I've been featured. It's like the biggest college campus. Man, I'm so like freaking honored. Um, I'm sorry if I said that, if that's inappropriate. Oh man, I'm so excited. I really believe God has amazing word for you guys. And um, man, I really believe God loves you guys. Do you guys believe that? I mean, we throw it out a lot. We throw it out a lot, like a term, like a cliche. But like, have you ever stopped to really think, like, God loves me? You know, like the Creator of the universe, like He loves you. I mean, it's one thing for your friend to say, "Hey, I love you," and you're like, "Okay, stop being," you know, "Yeah, yeah, okay." But it's another thing for the Creator of the universe, God. I mean, the God who created the seat that you're seated on. I mean, the God who, you know, who created the mountains and the oceans and the waves, for him to say that I love you, that I know you. You know, I knew you before you were born. I, I had a plan for you. And, um, and I, and, um, you know, the work that I started in you, I will complete. Like, that God, the God who is the first um, and the last, the Alpha Omega, like the God of all time and all creation, loving you. Have you guys ever, like, thought about that? Man, it just, it blows my mind sometimes when I just think about the love of God. And I just, I really believe that as believers, um, I feel like, sorry, I'm like out of breath. <laughs> I'm like getting so worked up by the love of God. Um, um, man, I feel like the, the best decision you can make in your life, um, the best, the biggest breakthrough is, is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I mean, without that, let's be honest, we, we'd all go to hell, right? I mean, let's be real. <laughs> But um, but I think the second biggest breakthrough is uh, moving from a place of fear, where you you know you make a decision out of fear, and it's it's good. I think we need to make we need to have the fear of God over our lives. It's, it's only right. It's only proper, and just um, you know, you make that decision because you're like, man, I'm a sinner and and I need a savior, and without Jesus, I'm not going to heaven. But it's an, it's a, the second biggest breakthrough in your life that you can make is moving the decision from fear to love, and you realize that man, like God loves me. And it has become something that moves from the from your head down to your heart. You know, it's not something that it's just theology. It's not something that you just heard from a preacher's pulpit a hundred times. But like, it captures your heart. It like sets you on fire. You're like, God loves me. Like He loves me. Like I don't care what happens to me in my life. I don't care um, whatever crappy situations I go through. One thing that doesn't change is that God loves me. Like God. Like, the God who created the heavens and the earth, like, he loves me. He loves me, and that's really all I need. That's all I desire. Everything can go wrong, but everything is all right at the same time because I know that God loves me. And within him, all things are possible. Within him, there's every possibility. But more than just what he can do for me, you know, it's just like, man, he, like, he loves me. He knows me. He knows me. I'm not just a sing- another person on the planet but he knows me. He like every hair on your head is numbered. Do you, like, do you guys believe that? Like he knows you intimately, and he loves you. And um, man, I just pray that tonight, as I'm preaching this message, and it's not even my message, but um, it's worth you know just rehashing and just speaking it out over you, because m- maybe some of you guys just need to hear that. Even that itself is a ministry. Like I could end my sermon right now, and it's like I won't end. Don't worry. Some of you go like, darn it. Um, but like. Like some of you guys, maybe some of you guys just need to hear that, that God loves you. You know, I know you guys, some of you guys finished midterms. And um, midterms is over, right? That was last week. And you're like, have you guys got your grades back? And you're like, yeah, I don't know. Some of you guys are like, oh my gosh, you know, my, I, I don't know, my grades are, are so bad. I don't, you're going through all these different stresses. And, and um, I just want to start off tonight by just saying, hey, it's okay. It's okay, because God loves you. It's not about you trying to love yourself. It's not about you trying to make things happen for yourself. But know that if God loves you, that in that love, there's like this aspect of him not giving up on you. That in that love, there's this aspect of him um, fulfilling um, your life's purpose in his grace, even without your involvement. That he's going to push you through. and He's going to get you to the place where you need to be. Man, I'm praying that tonight we just have a peace approaching the word that it's going to be okay because he loves us. And he's committed to us and he's faithful. 
And there's no mistake that we can make that's bigger than his grace over our lives. Amen? Amen. Uh, if you guys have your Bibles, you guys virtual your Bibles? Okay. Um, turn to Isaiah 55, verses 1. Isaiah 55, verses 1. Isaiah 55, verses 1, and then um, we're just going to read from 1 to 3. I'll just kind of read out. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk, without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Give ear and come to me. Hear me, that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, my faithful love promised to David. Amen. This is the word. Tonight, I want to talk about hunger, spiritual hunger, and I want to talk about the anointing and how, that, how these two relate with each other. Um, I was telling Tina past week, I actually, she doesn't even know that I'm preaching this. She thought I was going to preach a completely different message. I had this awesome message about how we're living in the end times and that Jesus is coming back <laughs> and that you guys all need to repent and like, you know, like get ready for his return. I'm not joking. Everything. I mean, that's a big passion of mine actually, but, um, but, um, it would have been a good message too. If you guys ever want to have a talk about that, come talk to me. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll preach that next time. Okay. You guys, if I, if I do get invited back, we'll see after this message. But, um, but yeah, you know, I was just like getting psyched, so psyched up. But a lot of stuff happened this past weekend that caused me to re-examine hunger. You know, that caused, they questioned me, like, do I hunger for God? And, um, and just, and how much God values hunger, and how he desires hunger more than anything else that you can bring before the Lord. He wants your hunger. Um, and I was just like, I just felt the Spirit saying, you're not preaching on the end times, you know. You know, they'll know when I come. But, um, but, um, you're going to, her, her, her. Um, but um, you're going to preach on, on hunger and just the anointing. And so I, I really believe this is a message birthed by the Holy Spirit. Um, so, yeah, let me just pray for us. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I just give you complete control right now. Yeah, Lord, just release your fire all across this room even now. Lord, we don't have to wait for ministry time. Even right now, God, just ignite the atmosphere with, with, with who you are and your desires, and your heart for each person. God, I pray you would convince every heart of your reality right now, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray, God, that um, that you would just break off everything that's blocking people from, from listening to you, everything that's blocked people from seeing you for who you are. And God, I'm asking for the voice of God, the voice that spoke light, the voice that spoke creation, the voice that spoke truth. I'm asking for that voice to come and penetrate and pierce our hearts tonight. Conviction be released. Spirit of wisdom and revelation, move, Father, all across this room. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah, so tonight, I just want to talk about hungering, hungering for God. What does it mean to hunger? I think for, for many of us, when we approach God, we, we, we think that we think we need to have it all together. We think that we need to be free of every sinful addiction in our lives. We think that, um, you know, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of times when I come before, come before the Lord in prayer, the first thing I do is just start repenting of, like, every sinful thing that I could have done or, you know, I could have imagined or, or even, like, not praying enough. I'll be like, oh, God, come before you, Lord, tonight. And I'm sorry I didn't pray. For, pray. I'm not praying enough, and I'm just doing this because maybe because I have a reason, because something I want from you. I don't know. But, um... I feel like the, a general and natural perception of all our hearts that when we come before God, we need, to, we need to come like holy, you know? We need to come all made together. Um, or I just feel like sometimes we just need to come before the Lord, um, 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 you know, just, just, just um, what's the word? What's the word? What's the, what's the phrase? What am I trying to communicate right now? Yeah, I just feel like, you know, when we try to come before God, it's like we try to bring all this stuff, and um, 
and uh, and and in doing so, it's like we feel better about ourselves, you know, we feel kind of holy, and um, and that makes us think that God likes us more because of that, or whatever. And actually, that kind of, that actually blocks us from like getting even closer to the Lord because it's like we're the ones in control, you know. But I just want to speak tonight that um, God's not looking for anything from you guys. Um, all He really wants, all He asks, is that you be hungry. All He asks is that you be hungry for Him. All He asks is that you desire Him. All He asks is honestly that that we be broken people, in some sense. And I'm sure there's many of us here who are broken, so yes, we fit that category. But that's, that's all he wants, guys. He just wants us just to be hungry. Because you know what? The Holy Spirit, he can't come and he can't touch you and he can't fill you when you're not hungry. You know, when you've already put a wall, it's like you're not giving him any space to move and you're not giving him any space to bless you and touch your life. I, I mean, I heard, it, I heard it like this. The Lord will not pour out his spirit um, upon hearts that are already full. You get what I'm saying? You know, like our hearts, like, like they're they're so full at times when we come before God. Um, not just the stuff that I was mentioning before, but when we come before God, I feel like we just there's other stuff that we're holding on to, you know, and like our hearts are just full, and like there's no space for Him to come and 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 touch you. It's not because like you have no interest in God. It's not because you don't desire God. It's not because you don't have any hunger for God. Like I want, can I communicate that we're all made to have hunger for God? Amen. We're all made to have the hunger. We're all made to have the desire. We're all made to want to know God and just be hungry more and more for Him. But the thing is, a lot of us, at times, we just don't feel that hunger because there's other stuff in our hearts that's, that, that's, that's just kind of like taking away a hunger. You, get, you guys get what I'm saying? It's kind of like this. It's like, man, um, it's like, I remember one time I was at a retreat and I was part of the praise team, and um, I, I played. I think I was leading worship, playing electric, or doing both. Um, but uh, but after after the worship time was over and it was powerful, like we go upstairs and, and we're like and we're all hungry because you know after a long period of ministry, you're like oh man, you know let's let's go out for like a, a Wawa run. You know, have you guys ever heard of Wawa? Nod your head if you heard of Wawa. Okay, sorry. I'll be I'll be less American centric. Um, but like it's like, I was just you know it's like man yeah yeah let's 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 go get some food, um, but then um but then but then one of the guys is like hey no worries you don't have to go out because you know like retreat centers are always in like dark woody woody places so it's like you know scary you know just just stay in and here have like this uh um this uh, granola bar, and so you know we were so hungry we were just like okay whatever, and and I was just, and I was just we just ate like a, like five granola bars. And like, and, and you know, we're like, okay, cool. You know, we're satisfied. I mean, granola bars don't taste like really, really that good, but uh, we're just like, it's good enough for us. And um, and in the moment we finished, like a car pulled in, and some people went out shopping at Wawa's, and they came back and they brought back, um, I believe this was the case. They brought back like a chicken tender, bacon cheese sub. Now that may not mean much to you, but to me, I love chicken sandwiches. Like they, they are. I mean, if I if there was a meal I could choose to eat every day in my life, it's a chicken tender sub. And so, um, and so like they brought that back, and they're like, "Hey, you guys want some? We brought extra for you guys." I was just like, "Oh," because as much as I wanted that sandwich, it's like i already I was already full with granola bars. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like. It was like, oh my gosh, what a waste! I, I, should I go to the toilet and just like vomit it out? I'm like, um, no, no, that's bad. Don't ever do that. We pray against that stuff. Um, but I mean, I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, we missed out. And guys, it's like the same thing with God. Do you realize? You know, we all have a hunger for God and things like that. But it's like we've stuffed ourselves with so much other stuff to the point where we're just we're, we're full. You know, we're kind of numb. And even though God has something so much better to offer us, it's like you don't have the capacity to, like, you know, receive it because you're already kind of full. And so, God, all He really wants is hunger. All He really wants is, um, is you just to just to be empty before Him so that He can come and just fill you up, to just 
let go of that stuff and choose, you know, that which is better, which is him and him alone. And, um, and in this passage, especially, like Isaiah's preaching and he's, and he's speaking out to the Israelites um, because the Israelites are doing just that. These Israelites, man, they were just a bad bunch. Like, they were just, um, I mean, can you believe it? Like, Israelites, they, they see the glory of God. They see the parting of the Red Sea. They, they, they're in the desert for 40 years, and, and, and they see, like, God do some crazy, crazy stuff. Stuff that we may not see God do until maybe the end times. <clears throat> but, um, but, you know, we see God doing some lot of awesome stuff. But then, like, with all that, for some reason, they choose to, um, throughout the history, they, like, like, 100 years later, just like 100 or 200 years later after all that stuff, all of them, a lot of them are turning away. They're, they're worshiping idols. They're worshiping Baal. They're worshiping other things. Like, they're worshiping idols of wood and stone instead of, like, the God who delivered them, the God that who brought them to the place where they were at. And, and Isaiah was just like, guys, what are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, it's... It's not satisfying you in your spirit by doing this, you know, when you're calling out to a piece of block, a piece of wood for, for money or a piece of stone so that, you know, your wife can bear, bear children. It's, you know, you should be calling out to God. Like, God is the one who can give you these things. It's not satisfying you to do that, but all the more, it's like, it's actually cursing you, you know, because God is a holy God and he doesn't compromise. He doesn't tolerate that kind of, um, the, the type of compromise. And so, um, Isaiah is just like, guys, 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 come. This is what the Lord says to you. This is his word for you. Come, all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters. You who have no money. You know what? God, he doesn't, he doesn't require money, okay? He's just saying, come. Just come hungry. Come and eat. Come and eat. Come and, and buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Don't let the word buy throw you off. It just kind of means like receive. Come receive wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on something that's not bread and your labor on that doesn't satisfy? Listen to me. Eat what's good and your soul will delight in the richest affair. Now, when I, when I especially read that part where it says, why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? I just, it's like story of my life. I mean, isn't that story of your life? If, you, if you're honest with yourself, you look at yourself, it's like, oh my gosh, I, I gave myself to this. I gave myself to my boyfriend. I gave myself to my girlfriend. You know, I, I gave myself to World of Warcraft. <laughs> oh, it's, it's hitting over some of you. are like, oh, oh. Funny story. Um, I was a huge video game addict, you know, growing up. Heavy into video games. Um, like, um, I would wait. My, pa- my dad was a pastor, by the way. And, um, and so every morning, as, you know, um, my dad um, and my mom, Korean churches, the, the pastors, what they do is um, they go to something called Tebokido. That's early morning prayer. And, um, and my dad, you know, he's just like, you know, you're my pastor's son. You're my pastor's kid. You must come out with me. We must go worship the Lord together. And I was like, no, you know, like not me. And then my dad would be like, oh, I repent for the ways I have not raised you up properly. <laughs> when, I, when I look at my, 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 my friends who are pastors and their sons, their sons are always like, I must go and, and get up early in the morning to pray with my father. Even when they're sick, they're like, I must still go. What, what happened to you? You know, I was just, no, he wasn't that me, but, but I was just, you know, he would, he would be like that. I'd be like, no, no, no. And, um, and sometimes I would just fake. Like, I, I would just pretend not to hear him because he'd come by my door and then he'd be like, then he'd say my name in Korean. I mean, no, it's not my name in Korean, but I had a Korean name at that time. He's like, Kyuga. Kyuga. He had a really deep voice. Kyuga. He's like, so he's saying like Kiwok, Kiwok, that's my Korean name. Like, are you not gonna go to church? And it's like I was like, what the heck? You know, are you trying to use like 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 um reverse psychology on me? Like as if I, like as if like I wanted to go. Like, you know, he's kind of phrasing it like, oh or I mean in the Korean it kind of communicates like, I know you wanna go, but don't you wanna go? So I was just like he would do that and, and I just I just pretend not to hear, not listen. And then he would open the door. <laughs> And then I feel like the cold mist coming in, in, the, in through the door. And, and, and I hear him breathing. <sighs> and I just be like... <sighs> <laughs> and then, then he'd come over the bed and be like, Kyuga, Kyoe Angani. And I'd still be like, oh my goodness. Can, can you... 
can you tell him like faking it? I don't know. And then um, and then uh, and then he would leave. And then he finally gave up and he would go. But the thing is, I mean, that's not the point of my story. It's just kind of funny to mention that along the side of what is my point of my story. So he would go, and then as soon as he would go, I would get up from my bed. And I'd be like, yes, wait, I'm going to go. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I'd be like, all right, you know, dad's gone. I got an hour or two before school starts. Yeah. Going to turn on my, my, uh, my Nintendo 64. Who said yeah? <laughs> Repent. Um, um, actually, no, I didn't ski for a lot, but uh, I, I was like, I could turn my PC, you know, get online. Because um, back then, internet was relatively still a new thing. You know, I'm, I'm a little older. I don't I look young, but still, I'm still older. Um, and then I would get on StarCraft 1. I went out and bought StarCraft 1 as an 8th grader. I cut class to go out. So it's like crazy how that game's lasted this long. It's like the devil but um anyways just joking but anyways i was so into video games and like i i do that i i i make sure i get a game or two before school started and then even during school like my mom was a um a esl teacher in my high school so if i ever if i ever was sick like i could just go to my mom and be like oh mom, mom my stomach hurts i think i need to go home and she'd be like oh my poor son my poor son here take this teacher's pass and go to the nurse with that and, you, and, you, and, and, and then that would always let me off the hook and go home. So the nurse would be like, you're nuts. I'm going to have to have a talk with son. You know, that's my mom's name. But, um, but like, yeah, even like in the middle of school, like I would go and cut class and just play a few games of StarCraft. I was a video game addict. And like I just gave myself to like video games and just, and, um, and um, you know what? That stuff, needless to say, it didn't satisfy me. I mean, it made me more popular with the kids. I was known as Mrs. Kim's son. I didn't even have a name anymore. It was Miss Kim's son because I was known as the StarCraft, like, man in my school. So people I didn't know would come challenge me. They're like, are you Mrs. Kim's son? I'm like, yeah. They're like, let's play StarCraft sometime. <laughs> so it, it kind of became my identity. And, um, and, like, back in high school, as you might begin to sort of tell, like, I was kind of like, I'm, I'm not trying to put down myself, but I, I was kind of a nerd. You know, I had glasses, I was chubby. And um, I don't I don't look as dashing as I do look, do look today, but uh, but um, like I had like the '90s bangs, but like but like it was just like, but it wasn't even done right, so it wasn't like a '90s bang. I mean, right now the style would look kind of cool. It was like it was like an emo kind of style. Like right now, if you looked at it, but back then it was just like, you know, it was just like it was my attempt to try to be cool, and um, and I was just kind of like a nerd, and and um, yeah, you know, like. Like, like, yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I didn't want to say, I don't want to, I don't want to say the L word, but for the glory of God, I'll say it. I was like a loser, you know, I would just like do that kind of stuff. And, um, and there's a point why I'm just like kicking myself right now, um, because I'm so awesome today. <laughs> um, but like, honestly, video games were my escape, you know, at school when like no one really liked me or when I got bullied here and there. Um, oh my goodness, it was scary. Like my mom, like her students would like, would like pick on me if, 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 if she gave them a bad grade. And they were like big Korean thuggy guys. So I'd be like, ah! <laughs> and so um, video games were like my escape. Um, and like I would go into video games like StarCraft and, and even like games like Final Fantasy. Have you guys ever heard of Final Fantasy? Even the girls were like, yes. It's, a guy, it's supposed to be like a guy thing. But I guess times have changed. Um, Girls play too, and that's kind of cool. Like, you are every guy's dream. Um, <laughs> Sharon. <laughs> um, and so, like, I just hide into those things, and I just fill myself up, fill myself up, fill myself up. And um, in the end, those things, like, just didn't satisfy me. You know? Um, um, and I just found that my heart was just so full, and, and every time I, I go to church, it's like I didn't have room for God. You know, even though we have some amazing preachers speak, like in my heart, my heart was just kind of dead and dull, you know, before the Lord. And, and it, really, it wasn't until, um, see, here's the good news. Here's the good part. Like, you start getting into all this stuff, but then, like, sooner or later, like, you're going to hit rock bottom. I don't know if you guys ever experienced that. Um, and this is like when you, start, you kind of detox your body 
from all this. Detach your spirit from all this stuff. Um, have you guys ever gone on YouTube for like three hours straight? And then, and then after, just be like, what did I just do? You know, that's good. That's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, you come to the point, you're like, what did I just do? You know, just that, like, oh my goodness, like, that's like your spirit, you know that? Like, if you were just an animal, you'd be like, more, 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 more YouTube, <laughs> more viral videos, more kittens, um, kittens um, playing basketball, I don't know. Um, but it's like, there's that, there's that spirit, like, repulsion, you know, where you're like, oh my gosh, I just feel so crappy, you know, just watching stuff, and, and, um, and like, guys, like, that's the thing, like, when you have that, like, we all experience that, like, God, in those moments, he wants us to come back to him, he wants us to come back to him, and, and he wants to show us that, that he is the only one able and capable of satisfying us, see, for a lot of us, when we go through those kind of things, it's like, we don't turn to the Lord, you know, it's kind of like, we're like, oh, okay, I'll just kind of, know myself with more and more and more and and you know and you just kind of go through that cycle again and again you never you're never able to, you're never able to like break out of it and so um like what happens is that you become depressed and, and you're like i don't know why i'm so depressed you know it's like because you spend your entire waking life watching k-dramas you know or you spend your entire life waking anime watching anime you spend your entire life watching k-pop star i don't know i don't know i'm throwing everything that i can think of at you um you spend your entire life doing that and you wonder why you're depressed you know you're like you're we're feeding our souls with that you know we're feeding us and it's just not it's not helping and it's not doing anything to our spirit it's not making us come alive it's making it's shutting us down so um and so there's a grace in that season for us to turn back to God. There's a grace in that season for us to not go, keep going back to the same cycle, but be like, you know what, God, I'm, I'm sick of this. Lord, this stuff does not, does not satisfy me. Lord, I need something. Lord, show me. Show me how good you are. Show me how much deeper you are. Show me, show me how much better you are. And honestly, that's all really God, that's really, that's all really God wants. He just wants that heart cry, and he'll come and he'll answer. He'll come and meet you there. Um, one of the things that I love to talk about is the devotional life, quiet times, because I used to hate quiet times. And I'm sorry, my expression was like so fierce there. But um, um, but I, I, I did my quiet times just kind of because I had to do them growing up as a Christian, as a pastor's kid especially. So I would just spend one hour, like I put like a timer, one hour, and like I'd pray and I'd try to recite every Bible verse that I knew and I'd just pray for every single thing possible that I could pray for, you know, until like I just didn't know what else to pray for. And I'd be like, oh, ding, ding, done. Starcraft. You know, I just, um, and try to move on with just my life. But then, there came a point where, you know, you're just kind of so broken and you're so kind of fed up with the world that, you know, it, it doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter what it takes, but you need God, and you need God bad. And so, um, and so, like, man, I just want to challenge you guys. Some of you guys, maybe some of you guys just even need to do this. You just need to go back to your rooms tomorrow. Um, I don't know. Set a three-hour block, okay? We're just you and God, all right? Three-hour three hour block. Um, put on some praise um, YouTube uh, playlist, okay? And just, you know, those things go on forever and ever. Just put those on and just sit there for three hours. And the only thought in your heart that, that I want you to carry is just, God, I'm hungry. God, I'm hungry. Come meet me. Come meet me. Come meet me. Some of you guys are like, are you serious? <laughs> I am totally serious. Okay? You do that for three hours... I'm telling you, like, the first hour would be so miserable. You'd be like, what am I doing? What is this? You know, and, and, uh, and shut off your phones, by the way, because you'll be getting all these, like, you know, messages from Facebook and things like that. Cut it all off. Spend time with God for three hours. And you know what? After the three hours, you may feel even worse. <laughs> You're like, that's not good. That's not going to help me. Why would I do that? But let me tell you, you come to Emmaus after that. And you don't realize what's been, what's been going on in your spirit. 
You don't, you don't realize what God's been doing during that time. Even though you couldn't feel anything, there's something supernatural taking place in your heart. There were things being broken off of you. There was a hunger that's being stoked more and more. And when you come to Emmaus, and, and Tina just says, Hey, hey Jew, how are you? Hey Jew's going to be like, <laughs> And then you're, you're like, your heart's going like to become alive, and it's just gonna, you're going to be able to feel God better. But it's like, are you willing to go through those three hours, though, you know? Like, are you willing to, even if you don't feel, if you, if you don't feel like crap, like, are you still willing to do that? Because God sees that. And, and, and he answers, he responds to that. There was a time in my life where I would spend time with God, and, um, and I just wasn't getting anywhere, guys. Like, I was so frustrated. I was like, I was like banging my head against the floor. I'm like, I can't feel you. I don't know you, God. Where are you? Like, what the heck, you know? Like, don't, didn't you say that? I mean, here I am, you know? I, I, uh, you know, I'm just wasting my time. Like, what, what's going on? And, and I was just, man, I was so disappointed. I was just, and then, like, that was like for an hour and a half. I, I would try to press in and feel God's presence to the point where I got like a, like a headache and a fever. Do you ever, you, you ever, you ever, you ever seek God that bad? You guys should. <laughs> you guys are like, no. Maybe that's why, yeah, Lord, you know, that, maybe that's, that's what set you guys free, that in and of itself. But like, I was just seeking God so badly and I was like, I don't feel anything. And I'm just like, all right, I'm just done. I'm, you know, and I just got up and, and I remember just going to my kitchen and I was just like, I was just like, oh man, what the heck was this, Lord? I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I, I'm miserable. I, I, I need you. I, I, I can't live life without you. You know, just, just kill me, you know? I think a little melodramatic. But like, in that moment, you know, you're just so desperate and you're so craving God. And then, um, and then I was just like, I was like, oh, what the heck, whatever, you know? I, I, I was just, I was kind of whatever, you know? I was, I was just, I was broken, you know? I was hungry. And then what happened was, um, like a day, the, the next day afterwards, nothing's really changed in my heart too much, you know? I'm just like, and it's just quiet. I'm not getting it down. It's not working for me. Um, but I decide to just turn on a Francis Chan message. And you're like, ooh, Francis Chan will do it for you. But it wasn't Francis Chan. It was like this missionary who spoke before Francis Chan. This, uh, this Egyptian missionary. And, uh, and she wasn't like sharing the most profound things in his life. I mean, it wasn't like Francis Chan level preaching, you know, because Francis Chan, he's awesome. But this missionary, he's just saying, like, oh, man, we thank you so much for supporting us. God is doing so much in, 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 in Cairo, and he's saving people, da, da, da. And just as he was sharing that, I'm telling you, something just came over me. I, I don't even know, but I just felt like, I felt like God just gripped me all of a sudden there. And I just, and I just started bawling in front of my computer and be like, God, you know, I was just like, don't let my life go to waste. You know, I was just like, oh, you know, and, and stuff. I didn't even know what I was saying. It was just, it was just coming out of me. And then... And then, like, I just felt the presence, you know, and that I felt like that breakthrough that come upon me. And I was just like, and I was, and, and, and I was like, this is good, this is good. And, and I stayed there for like quite a while, just like enjoying his presence and, and things like that. And 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 and, um, and that story has always been marked me in my life to share with people when um when um when I meet people, want to talk about you know what it means to contend for God and be hungry because a lot of times, like sometimes we need that, we need to go through that. You know, to feel the Lord. And I'm, but I'm telling you, I promise there will come a time when you will re- reach that breakthrough, when God will come upon you and you will, and you will experience and you will taste, as it says in this verse, you, you'll taste the waters, you'll, you'll taste the, the wine and milk without cost. But are you willing to pay that price? You know? Because our generation, if I'm honest, we don't, we're not willing to pay the price. We're kind of lazy. You know, we have everything handed over to us. It's like we are the ADHD generation. We've given ourselves ADHD. You know, just from, from, from the usage of Facebook, from the usage of just instantaneous, instantaneous, instantaneous. And we cannot hold our attention span longer than, than, um, than I don't know, like two, two seconds, you know. It's just like, it's like something more exciting that we do that, we do that. I mean, how many of you guys ever, I'm using YouTube a lot because I go on it a lot and I know what it's like. How many of you guys ever go on YouTube and you meant to search for something, but then you saw another video there? And, and it's like, those guys are diabolical, man. They know how to, like, get you. And then you click on that, and then at least another video, at least another video, and then you forget why you even went to YouTube in the first place. <laughs> Same thing with Facebook, like, that feed? It's like, oh, it's like drugs. It's like, it's like, you went on Facebook because you needed to research a message of your friend that he sent two days ago, and you want to click the message, but the feed book loads. Before you click the message, you look at the feed. It's like, whoop, shh. And it's like, oh, what? Oh, you know, BuzzFeed, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Top 24, um, things about, uh, 
I don't know. All that BuzzFeed crap, you know, you just you do that. It's like, ha, 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 you know. And then, and then and BuzzFeed has links next to that. And it's like, we are the ADHD generation. We are the ADHD generation. We're just distracted at, 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 at whims, at, at whims cycle. And you know, that, that stuff is destroying us. I mean, you got to understand, that's destroying us. It's killing us. I mean, it's not physically killing us, but it's killing us in our spirits. And like what God is looking for, he's looking for people who are going to take a stand against that. Who are not going to be swept along with that culture, but people who are going to sacrifice, who are going to stay in, who are going to dig themselves in and say, God, I want you, no matter what it takes. Even if it's not instantaneous, I still want you. I'm going to contend for you. I'm going to, I'm going to wait on you. I'll do whatever it takes. I'm going to seek you with all my heart. This culture throws everything at you, and it's like you don't, have to, you, you don't need to search with all your heart. It's just right there, you know, ding, 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 instant satisfaction. But God's like, I don't want people like that to follow me because when you follow me like that, and when things get tough, you're going to fall away so quickly. You know, it's like you, you haven't developed that in your spirit yet because you're, 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 so, you're so distracted easily. But that's why Jesus, when, when he's doing his ministry, he's trying to thin people off from following him. Do you guys realize that? Because he's just like, I, I, I want people who are going to stay with me and stick with me to the end. Not people who are just going to fall away so quickly. And so he even says things to kind of dissuade them, you know. And I feel like our, God is looking for people like that in our generation who are going to stay, stick in. We're going to dig themselves in in their spirit and be like, God, no matter what it takes, I want you. I desire you. Please, just give me you. Give me you. Give me you. I will, I will not look at Facebook. I will not. I'll shut off my phone. Three hours in my room. Just you and me. I'll turn off the lights. Yeah, you know. I mean, God, you think that's funny, but God sees that. And he's like, oh, my gosh. Oh, that moves me. Ah, I love that. I love that about this guy. Yeah. That was me many times. But, um, but like, you know. Like, we may not feel anything on our part, but God feels so much on his part. And then he'll release a revelation to your heart. And you're like, oh, you feel that, God? You, you actually saw me? All right, six hours. You know? And it's, and it's like, see, the key to longevity in your prayer life is knowing that God sees you. The key to longevity in your prayer life, the key to enjoyable prayer. Everyone say, enjoyable prayer. Is knowing that God sees you. Oh, you can see that too. <laughs> Because when God sees you, when you know the creator of the universe, when you feel his presence, when you feel like his eyes are on you, like, like let's, God forbid, like the roof collapsed over your head and you died and your spirit was transported to heaven. Like, you know, like he saw you that much that when you go to heaven, he's like, we were just together one second ago. Like when he had that revelation, that's, there's no joy like that in this entire earth, in this entire reality. You know, that's what God wants for you. Like that's, like that's, that's it. That's where it's at. He wants, he wants us to come to that place of enjoyable prayer. Yeah. I'm sorry, I was just on the roll there. Like, how did I get there, enjoyable prayer? I kind of lost my train of thought. Huh? Longevity, thank you. There you go. That's the key to longevity, like just knowing that God sees you. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's just what, that's, that's something the Lord's speaking out to us tonight. Like, know that God sees you. And he's saying, come, you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And your soul will delight in the richest affair. Your soul will delight in me. And I'll be more than you ever thought. <clears throat> Amen. That's so good. If that's good and, and, and you're coming to agreement and your spirits say, come on. <laughs> All right. You guys are awesome. <laughs> um, and so... um. So yeah, guys, that was kind of like my first point altogether there. You know, like there's hunger and we need to bring hunger before God. And once you get your hunger, I want to talk about how to keep that hunger. And maybe that's where most of you guys are at. You guys have been to a bomb retreat one month ago, right? Pastor William Chung. And some of you guys attend New Philly. You know that a lot of fires just been breaking out and people are just being laid out on the floor. And, and, um, um. I mean, if you're one of those that are laid on the floor, you're really hungry and, and you just want more. Um, now, it's, it's, it's about, the Christian life is really about how to steward that hunger, to make sure that the hunger remains a hunger. Um, steward that hunger so that your spirit is continually in a bright place and not in a dull place. And so, um, honestly, I just want to say this in regards to that point. How many of you guys work out? Like physically, 
I mean, there's not many guys in the mix. It's like old girls, right? And there's like a few guys. Um, but I heard this is, is different this semester. There's guys. But even girls who hit the gym, um, how many of you guys have ever worked out in your life? All right. We got some healthy, fit people here. Um, I started working out myself. Um, um, <laughs> you can't really tell right now because I, I, I fasted the last few days, so it's like <laughs> all the muscles that went down. <laughs> And, and I kind of have a point to that later, but um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, but like, um, but it's like when you work out and we want to like kind of build your body up, veteran bodybuilders like me, um, we know, but don't laugh, guys. I'm, I'm kind of big. You know, this may be a little, you know, I've, got, I've come a long way since January. We know that um, to build our body, honestly, like 20% of it's actually the gym time, you know, 80% is really the diet. It's not like that with that one hour, what you do with it, that'll make you look like Superman or if you're a girl, who would be a good model that you guys aspire to look like? Okay, this is a bad topic. We should go into that. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Edit, edit that out. Okay. Um, but, I, I'm, I, but I'm saying, you know, we, we want to be fit and, and you know, we want to just kind of sculpt our bodies and, and just whatever. Um, like it doesn't come with just that one hour in that gym. It's, it's really about, like, the other 23 hours, what you do with your life, that determine how you look, right? It's about the diet. It's about what you eat. It's about getting enough rest. It's about getting enough sleep. And, um, and um, that's like, I, I've talked to personal trainers, and they say diet is 80%, you know, of, of you getting fit. The 20% is the gym proper. Actually, hard to believe. As hard as to get to the gym, like, it's even harder to, like, do that diet. But, but that's actually the 80%. And so um, for all of you who've been trying to lose that belly fat, um, like I've been trying to lose this belly fat for a long time. I've been trying to get a six pack and, um, it's been like, um, there's a story in that too. Cause, um, I, I, I had like really bad stomach issues growing up. And so, um, Lord's just, he's, he's done a personal work at this testimony time, a work of healing in my life in the past two years where I, I actually have pretty much no stomach symptoms anymore. Like I had IBS. You guys know what IBS is? Irritable bowel syndrome. All right. I looked it up on Google. Um, have you guys seen the long King Polly, that movie? Oh, that's too old. That's too old. You guys are too young. Okay. I, it's a bad thing, okay? And I struggled with it a long time. And, uh, and that's like, IBS is actually the reason why I'm, I'm kind of like thinner now. Because when I was in high school, I was kind of chubby. But um, I had stomach problems. So um, one of the things that um, my goal to do this new year as I got healthy was just build that six-pack. But I'm just, I'm like, I'm like working hard. I'm like working my abs out. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. You know, high-intensity high interval training, for those of you who know what I'm talking about. I'm doing all that kind of stuff. I wake up in the mornings um, and just doing f five minutes of like, of like burpees. You guys know what burpees are? Like, oh, 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 oh. You know, and I'm doing, I'm doing like the, 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 the box jumps. You know, it's like, oh, 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 oh. you know, I'm like doing all that stuff. And I'm like, oh. Well, you know, like that stuff exhausts you. But then when I go to lunch, it's like, it's like I should be eating a salad. Like that's when, it, like that's when, like I'll get the bonus points. But it's like salad or burger and fries, salad and burger and fries, and then it's like burger and fries. Yes, someone gets it. So I get the burger and fries, and it's like, it's like, oh, you know, I eat it, and it's like I just lose my sense of control. And when I examine myself in the mirror, it's like. You know, it's not, nothing's forming there. It's just like a blob, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, it's really like, it's really the diet guys that really matters. I'm telling you, it's a diet. I even talked to my, I, I live with David on, you guys know him, right? Yeah, David on's a pretty built guy. I'm going to stumble your sisters, not give you any more information, but he's a built guy. And so I go to him for tips and it's like, Hey, you know, cause he's worked out longer than I have. He has a history with that. I'm like, how do you, how do you like, yeah, you know, like what are the tips of getting some, you know, some nice abs, you know? And he'd be like, Joel, it's not actually about the exercise. It's about what you, what you eat. You know, it's about like, you know, losing weight and things like that. And I was like, I didn't want to hear that. <laughs> but honestly, guys, in our spiritual lives, it's the exact same principle. It's not so much about the retreat. It's not so much about the Emmaus meeting. It's not about the Sunday service. It's not about like that prayer meeting. Like that's like that 20%. That's like that one hour. It's really about what, what, whatever else you do with your life that makes a difference in your heart burning for the Lord and you being hungry. It's the same principle, guys. Guys, what is your spiritual diet? That's where it really counts. What's your diet? And if you want to keep that hunger and if you want to continue to burn for the Lord, you need to change your diet, some of you. 
Because you can go to a meeting, you can get slain in the spirit, and be on the floor. And then you'll struggle with the same thing again and again and again and again. And then you start getting jaded at God. And God's like, don't blame me. You know, I touched you powerfully at that meeting. You're just, you're just going out and continuing to get yourself junk food in the spirit. And, and you're blaming me for it. You know, I mean, God's a lot nicer than me. You know, I, I, but like, I've been through there. I've been through that circuit, guys. I've been the whole charismatic thing. I've been to place where, where grandmothers run around with like capes, you know, like worshiping the Lord. <laughs> All right, that's, that's like creeping some of you guys out. All right. I mean, I, I'm just saying I've been to the most wildest environments. Like I've got slain in the spirit, okay? And like, but if I don't change anything when I go back home, when I don't change my diet, like none of that means jack. Like the spirit ignited a fire in me. But when I go home and I'm not putting wood to that fire, making it grow, but I'm like getting water, I'm like, you too, you know? Buzzfeed, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It could be anything. It's like, you can't get angry at the Lord for that, you know? Because he touched you. But what are you going to do about that now? You got to change your diet. Everyone say, change your diet. And if you change your diet, even that will bring revival in your life. One of the things that I struggle with a long time is I, in this, the video games, I struggle with sports addiction. Yeah, and some of you girls are like, what? Sports? Ew. Like, I, I was such a huge fan of the, the Brooklyn Nets, New York Giants, Rutgers College Football, New York Yankees. Don't laugh. I still have some love for those teams. And, like, I was a fan of all these sports teams. And I want to say a lot of my hobby times are just going online and reading sports articles about the teams. You know, like beat writers. Any of you guys can relate with me besides David Harmley? You relate with me? Man, like, actually, that, that helped my writing personally, just reading beat writers because they're really good. But anyways, th- anyways, I was so into all that stuff. And it's like, man, that crap was holding me back. You know, like, my diet wasn't helping me. Like, love the Lord. Like, I'm telling you, when we, when we, had, when we had, like, JPM Saturday nights, um, like, I get so tempted to be like, so I check my phone, what's the score? What's the, what's the score for the Brooklyn Nets game? You know, and, like, I, I honestly feel like I wanted, like, my team's success more than, like, my own growth in the Lord. It's like, it's funny. Sports teams do. It's like, you, you, you develop, like, a soul tie to teams. Can I just say it? It's like a relationship, you know? It's like when your teams lose, you just get really depressed, like, spiritually. But when your teams win, you're like, ah! God is so good. <laughs> the joy of salvation. Thank you, Jesus. It's like, it's sadistic. It's twisted. And so, like, so, like, there are times when I've had to do sports fasts. Just completely take out sports. And it's rough. It's like, just when you break up with a girlfriend, it's like the same sort of feeling. You guys are laughing at me. You may not know what I'm talking about. But it's like, it's, it's like rough. And, like, when I get so tempted to, like, visit ESPN, I'd be like, no, this is rough. This is a breakup. No more of that. No more. No more. On Instagram, I, I, w- I would sign on to like my favorite sports athletes' Instagrams. Like New York Giants, Victor Cruz, um, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, see, it's good because I even forgot their names. I'm like, yes, God. Um, like, I would sign up and, and then I would, get, I would see their pictures and I'd be like, no! Unfollow, unfollow. And um, I, like, it's, it's tough to get rid of it, but once I did and like I would go to prayer meeting, it's like I just felt like more hunger. You know, it's like once I got rid of that stuff, like it's like I gave God more room to come to my heart and do things and move and, and, and be God in my life. They say the Lord isn't the Lord of your life um, if he's not um, the Lord of all your life. You know, something like that. I butchered that whole thing. But um, but you get what I mean. Like, like there's something about surrendering to God and absolute surrender that... um that God honors and that he moves and he'll bless you and he'll touch you and he'll come and he'll occupy that part. And, um, yeah, I just feel like, I just wish we could all experience that because for me, it's sports and you guys are laughing at me, but I bet I will laugh at you if you guys know what you're struggling with. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I struggled over that K-pop star. I'd be like, what? (laughs) You know, or like, I don't know, but like there's different things that we all kind of were kind of attached to. And what we need to do is we need to make the decision to break those attachments and just say that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. It's not a bachelor pad for sports teams, but it's a temple of the Holy Spirit. You know? That's what, that's what 1 Corinthians says. Our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. That verse is meant to, to, um, to warn the believers of that church, Corinthians, to abstain from sexual immorality, but as I was reading this verse in preparation for this message, God made that all the more clear. 
No, it's not just about sexual morality. It's about our lives, what we do. Like your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Temples are, are consecrated, are set apart, are holy places where only the Spirit of God is allowed to dwell. But if we're honest with ourselves, a lot of us, we've compromised so much in the area. Like our passions and our hearts, they, they don't belong to the Lord. It's like, if anything, we share it with other things. And God's saying, no, just have it with me and only with me. Let me be the owner of your hearts. And just doing that, guys, just surrendering like that, I'm telling you, there'll be breakthrough. There'll be breakthrough. And you'll just sense something coming upon you um, because the Lord has honored your surrender. Um, all right. Um, okay. Thank you, Tina. Um, she's had to preach for another hour, so you guys get ready. Um, man, so, um, so guys, we need to change our diet. When you change your diet, you change your life. Okay? There are things that dull our spirit, and there's things that full our spirit. F-U-L-L. It's kind of like the only thing I just made up, sorry. Um, there are things that dull our spirit, but at the same time, there are also things that, just so you can, guys remember, full. Everyone say full. Full our spirit. Okay? I mentioned a lot of things that dull your spirit, but um, just a few other things. Okay? Just passing by, you guys can take it and, and, and just meditate on it. You know, offense. Nothing like bitterness and offense dulls the spirit. Man, I could preach on that. Like, I could, I could just go off on that. How many of you guys, when you, you notice someone step into the room that you have something against, and it's like, you're a joyful moment, and you're like, <laughs> and it's like, yo, dude, what's wrong? He's like, I don't know, you know, he's having a bad day, you know? It's like, man, that just cuts you. And so we need to forgive, and we need to uh, and we just release forgiveness and be free of that, because that just cuts your spirit. Habitual sin. I mean, one of the things that dull your spirit is just, especially sexual addiction, like pornography. Can be real. It's something both guys and girls struggle with. Man, there's nothing like pornography to kind of just like clamp you on your, your heart and dull it. So I, I feel like, honestly, when, when, I, when I talk to people of this generation and I ask them how they're doing, um, even when I, when I do accountability, you know, I was a youth pastor for many years and then, you know, I did ministry towards young adults. I'd ask them purity, like, how are you doing, you know, just in your addiction to pornography, in your addiction to like masturbation, how are you doing? And when they're doing, like, really good and free from all that kind of stuff, like, their spirit lives were, like, you know, they're, like, they were, like, on a high. You know, they're just, like, like feeling the Lord. But I noticed when, when they're not doing well in the stuff, like, everything shuts down. And so, like, that kind of stuff also, like, shuts you down and clamps you. And, uh, and we need to just get rid of that. We need, to, we need to change that diet. Amen? And we need to be people who, um, you know, that stuff is killing you. It's killing your capacity to hear from the Lord. It's like God's touched you, like Tina said, before like in a real genuine way but it's like when, when you go back to that garbage and that vomit it's like you know you feel nasty and then you start asking questions and, and it's like no you know it's just why'd you do that you know and so um you know that's one thing that also does that um jealousy envy um not surrendering certain areas of your life it can lead to a dull spirit um and so, that's the bad news. Now I want to quickly go over the, the good news. Things that fill your spirit, make you happy. Now this is good stuff, okay? Talking with God throughout the day. Not just your quiet times, but talking with God throughout the day. Just thanking God. Just thanking Him that, man, um, thank you for this lunch. Or, you know, just thank you that um, my conversation with my friend went well. Thank you. Even the little things. It's not the big things that God gets so happy about when you thank Him for. Because it's like, you should be thanking me for that. You'd be messed up if you didn't. Um, but it's like, it's like the little things. It's like, God, thank you so much that it's, a, it's good weather. Like, that moves God's heart. Because, like, you noticed. You noticed. Yes. You know? And, like, your spirit inside of you will be so pleased. So it's like pleasing the spirit. Talking to God throughout the day. Um, Psalm 86, verse 3 to 4. It says, I call to you all day long. You know, have mercy on me, O Lord, because I call to you all day long. It's not I just call to you in the morning, but I call to you all day long. There's some psalms where um, the psalmist goes, I praise you seven times a day. Seven times a day. Can you imagine that? Having, imagine having quiet time with God seven times a day. Like, I, I did the calculation. It's like once every two and a half hours. I'm telling you. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, if you did that, your heart would be in a place where you're so alive. You know, so alive and so full of joy. Because you're just being, you, you, you know, you're just in a place where you're just hungry and, and, and you're just like encountering God. And it's not the other stuff that's kind of, you know, taking your hunger away. Um, um, yeah, man, like 
you guys just took your midterms. I just want to share this quick story. There was one time when, like, I was in seminary, and I had a New Testament final exam. And, like, I just didn't study for it. And, like, I was, I was, I, I was, t- I was preaching a sermon to my youth group, and, and like, I needed to... I, I was in New Jersey, and I went to Princeton Theological Seminary, and I was in Fort Lee, which is by New York City, so I had to make an hour drive down for an exam the next day. And I just booked it after my sermon. I told my teachers I'm going to go, and I just was, like, road rage. I mean, not road rage. I was, like, speed racer through the highways. I was, like, crisscrossing, like, cars and everything. Like, I could have been in Fast and Furious. I was just, I was going crazy just getting there. And then when I got to my room, I was like, all right, God, let's do this. And um, I, it's funny I said that, and I didn't want to pray. I was just like, I, I opened my book, and I'm like, all right, let's get my study on. I got, I got eight hours before I go to sleep, and I got to sleep at least six hours so I can wake up five in the next day and continue to study. Like, I was like, I was like loaded. I was like, okay, let's do this, let's do this. And as I began to study, I felt God was like, Joel, spend some time with me. And I was like, God, right now? God, right now? Are you serious? Like, this is New Testament. This is for you, you know? If I don't pass this, I mean, I graduate from seminary, you know? And then God was like, I don't care about that. I was like, spend time with me. Spend time with me. And I was like, no, God, I, I need to study. You don't understand. I got like 300 terms I have to memorize by tomorrow. One. And I was just like, but God was like, spend time with me. So I was like, all right, all right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll spend time with you. Boom. I take my Bible, open it up. Feel right. Come on. Come on. Woo. I didn't even feel that. Come on. I opened up to uh, Psalm 27. And Psalm 27, as I read the first few lines, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When wicked men come against me, even then I will not fear. For they will stumble and fall. But one thing I desire, Lord, is to seek him in his temple, gaze upon the beauty of God the rest of my life, because he will keep me safe in my adversaries. I was reading that, and I started crying. No, I, I wasn't crying, but, but um, I, I like to think that I was crying. But like, I just, I just felt like this joy just coming to me, and like all my stresses just kind of like were flying away. And then I was just like, oh God, I've, I've lost the point of it all. I've lost the point of it all. I, I just put studies before you, and I'm not even getting this right. God, um, Lord, you're the God of all creation. You could take that exam score, and if it's an F, you can just add one more line and make it an A. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to hedge my bets with you. And so I came before the Lord, and I, just, and I was just worshiping. And I just worshiped for a good hour and a half. I was like, Lord, this is so much better than New Testament. I mean, no, that's not heretical. <laughs> um, I'm like cracking myself up. And then I was just, I was like, yeah, this is so good, so good. And I felt like the Lord was like, okay, now you can go and study. So I'm like, all right, all right. Close my book. I'll do my best, God. We'll see what happens. And then all of a sudden, as I read the book, and I started looking at the terms that to memorize, no joke. It was like, it was like the Matrix. You know when you get a download? It was like, I would, I would look at the terms, and what would cause me like 10 minutes to memorize, cause me like one minute. I was like, Shh. I was like okay, what is it? I'm like, oh, okay, pretty good. What is it? You know, back and forth, back and forth. And like, I don't know, there was like this, there was like this momentum, you know? Like, I wasn't tired. It was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, let's do this. And like, I just studied the heck out of the thing. And then, and then that night I was like, wow, holy cow. Like, I was able to get work done in five hours that another normal situation would take me 10 hours. Quite literally, I'm not exaggerating. And the next morning, I'm like, okay, God, just to seal the deal, let me, let me wake up next morning. I woke up just on time. I study more and more. And then, like, the same grace is over me. And then, and then uh, I, I go in to take my exam. And I'm like, I just feel the juices flowing. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. And when I got my exam, I'm just like, bam, done. Like, I, I was like the second person to hand my exam in. And then I got my grade back. I got a 96! Clap, clap, clap. It's, it's good. I hope you're, hope you're getting that. Um, <coughs> whew. Okay, so, uh, man, um, God taught me such an important lesson through that. He's like, man, he, God is the cre- creator of the universe. He's not about taking time from you guys. He wants to give time. He's not about trying to take things. He's trying, he wants to give you. Like, he wants to give you. 
And so when we give time to God, he gives it back and, and, and then some. Like the most foolish thing you could do in those kind of instances in your life is turn away from God. When he's like the one who makes things happen, I mean, when we think about it rationally, when you turn to God, all things are possible and he'll give you grace for your exams. I bet you wish you would have heard this sermon before last week. But, um, but yeah, that, I mean, <laughs> that's one way, like, man, like, that's how, you, that's how, that's, that's what pleases the Spirit throughout your every day, throughout your every day. Um, yeah. Amen and amen. Um, I think um, we're out of time. So, um, well, let's just kind of end here. Um, can you get the priest to come up?